This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today, of course, it's Hans. Now, Hans, you are quite the expert on all of these racially spicy, hot topic movies. And this was your pick, wasn't it? This was your selection? Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to watch this for a while, so I, I figured it would be a good pick, especially since we we have an animation theme going for the last, well, maybe not the last episode, but the last couple of episodes where we cover those Cartoon Network movies. Well, this might be the first Disney movie that we've covered on the show, like the, the first proper Disney movie. Obviously, there are Weinstein movies we covered. There's Miramax films. We're talking about 1946's Song of the South which takes place during the Reconstruction era, and it has been nudged out of Disney's collective content archive for controversial reasons. Or dumb reasons, I would say. For really dumb reasons. Let's Let's be frank here. This movie is an important movie in the history of diversity and black actors in Hollywood, and they have covered it up because they're uncomfortable with the presentation of those black characters in the movie i uh i was very surprised at as how much i didn't think it was offensive at all and maybe that's saying a lot about me but i <sighs> we're talking about a movie that's set in 18 what 80 1861 to 1865 was with that reconstruction era happened so what's so offensive about the portrayal? That's how they used to talk. I'm assuming I wasn't alive then, but I'm assuming that someone from the South after slavery ended, let's say, that's how I would expect them to act and speak. So why was the portrayal racist? Also, they're portrayed as like the good people from the movie, you know, like you have the the white lady who was kind of a jerk. He's just a, just a bitchy mom who's kind of mean to uh, Uncle Remus, who's a great character, by the way. And I know that the the um, trope of the, what's it? The Uncle magi- Tom? No, the magic. The magical is- Negro. Yeah, that trope supposedly started there. But he's a great character. He's very kind to the kids. He gives them advice. He tells them stories. He's he's he cares for them. So, I I started looking into why this was like first banned or blacklisted or why they haven't put it out. And they've already said that it's never going to be on Disney Plus, which oh, is pro- wow, what a which travesty. is which wow. is probably not a great move, especially with how good that's doing, right? But I, I'm I'm just baffled, and I think it might just be one of those cases that we talk about so much of uh modern day sensibilities applied to something that happened what 150 years ago uh and just trying to apply you know politics from 20s the 2020 or the 2000s into something that has nothing to do with that this is something that is just like a very i think innocent portrayal of those times uh, I, I didn't find anything offensive and and I was trying to get offended by something like I went in with, a, OK, so this has been banned. It's been blacklisted. You're not even allowed to mention it. Right. Let's see why. And mm-hmm. let's let's try to think with like a very sensitive mind of like 
this will be offensive somehow. And I just, I couldn't find like something that, that made me even think like, oh, fuck, this is because, yeah, they speak differently. They're dressed differently. You know, they don't wear those fancy, freely dressed like clothes that the boy wears or whatever. But what about their behavior is offensive? What about their behavior is like, I think it comes outrageous. down to there's a, there's an intersection here where there are companies that will hide things that are racially insensitive for the time. And I'm thinking things like from the Walt Disney Company, uh, there are certain cartoons, I guess, where Donald Duck is a Nazi. And actually, that would probably fall into the same category as this because he, they're making fun of the Nazis with that. They're not sympathetic to the Nazis. But there's obviously things like like Hugo Boss working for the Nazis. You would want to bury that. You would want to hide that with the modern sensibilities of today. Right. So there are things like that. But this, this is just we're not comfortable with how reality was and that we presented reality as we had seen it in 1940 of the Reconstruction era. I mean, what do you, what do you want them to behave like? What do you want them to be? It's the hidden figures in of American history where everybody was a secret genius and they were instrumental in how things unfolded. You know, sometimes a character is just a good guy or a bad guy or they're nice, they're likable. They don't have to be this deep, intellectual, complex character. You know, sometimes they just want to sing zippity doo da zippity yeah. a over and over. Because that song makes you feel good when you sing it walking down whatever village or whatever i just and and i made the mistake of and i think uh i i've never been much of a letterbox person i like i review things and i enter my ratings or whatever but i, I never really go into there uh looking for reviews from people that i don't follow and i made the mistake of reading through some of those and it's just a lot of people who didn't watch it Either that, yeah, because there's there's some that are just like, oh, I made it 10 minutes in and this is outrageous and this isn't like so you didn't even finish it. You don't even know what the movie's about. You don't even know what the portrayal actually is. You just you saw that someone is from that time and that race and that that's enough for you to give it a half a star. And it's like that that is not even a a, a good way of reviewing anything. How many of those the, reviews said the word yikes? That's what I want to measure. <laughs> How many say yikes? How many say big yikes? Ooh, big yikes. Not a good look, my dude. But it's also, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's funny that, because, uh, yeah, if you if you think about those Donald Duck uh, being a Nazi or whatever, Donald Duck is never the hero. Donald Duck is always like the clumsy dummy, right? Clumsy so, racist and Roger Rabbit calling Daffy Duck the N-word. How about we talk about that? Why don't anybody want to want to speak up about that? Disney will say, no, he said... Uh, uh, something piano dogs, not the N word. You fucking liars. And that's on Disney Plus. I bet you that scene's on Disney Plus. Nah, we all know what he really said there because animators are perverts and degenerates and like, they sneak he, stuff in like that. Even the Bugs Bunny thing, right? Where he's he's like Asian in one of them and like he's tucking he, his penis between his legs, yeah, and sucking off Elmer Fudd, yeah, 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 and, and, or uh. You know how they made fun of uh, uh, Japan, I think it was, in one episode. And he's like stereotypical Japanese with like the glasses and the teeth or whatever. He looks like Eric Hayden in the World Peace 2 trailer. Have you watched that? <laughs> yeah. Nothing about this, I think, was even played as... 
or or as trying to make them look bad or a caricature like everyone was kind of a caricature of who those people were supposed to be even the whiteies on it so i find it so funny that um that just because black people were per portrayed as they were in the 1800s this is seen as like blasphemous as like offensive it's like what do you so what did you expect you wanted disney's roots is that what you wanted where they're being lashed and instead of miss sally telling uncle remus to please don't talk to my children again because they missed their own party which is as as rough as this movie gets uh instead of that what you wanted her to beat him up with lashes and like humiliating it from like i don't understand what portrayal you you're something. expecting if modern audiences were introduced to the original roots today it would get the same treatment as song of the south no question about it because th there's a similar thing is this is actually what got me into checking out song of the south is i did check out roots and roots was a big blind spot of mine roots is one of the top rated programs in american history at the time it premiered there were about seven or eight episodes in the top 20 or or so of the all-time most watched programs roots occupied about half of those slots so roots was a very important late 20th century miniseries and i had never checked it out i randomly bought the series on vhs off of ebay for three dollars i got nine tapes or something like that they're just sitting occupying my shelf at the moment there's way too many and I watched that and I was very impressed with the ability to transition lead characters every two episodes or so, every two installments or so. And it got me in a very Civil War Reconstruction era mood. So I went and I checked out Song of the South, which was actually recommended to me on archive.org. That's where I watched it. How did you me watch too. this movie? Yeah, archive.org. Okay. There's multiple versions. There are, and I bought it too. I bought there, so there's a. I'm gonna hopefully this does not damage the guy's business and only helps because he sells things illegally here. He's like the black market for rare movies. I got nice. the keep from him on blue on a very professional, nice Blu-ray. I got the original Star Wars trilogy without any of the goofy special effects, and now I have Song of the South on Blu-ray, and it comes with a 4K restoration which I would not recommend. And then a scan of the 35 millimeter print, which is a little dirty. You got the specs and everything, the hairs on the, on the reel, but it looks good. And it, it, it looks great. It's as crisp and uh, looks as good as it gets, basically. And the uh, special features is the Walt Disney sick hiling for 30 minutes. <laughs> the special features on that disc are actually a little dodgy. There's a George Floyd documentary on there. So, <laughs> but I would, I would buy it if you want to own this for archival reasons i would go to showtown showtown apparel i think it might just be showtownapparel.com check that out you have to create a an account in order to be able to access the web store where he has all sorts of goodies there so i would do that and i really enjoyed this movie actually i yeah. I, I thought it was not only a very pleasant children's film i thought the cartoons in this the cartoon interstitials were really funny. The Briar, Briar Rabbit yeah. shorts were very good. And if there is anything like racist to cite, it's maybe his his character is the Briar Rabbit. I don't know. I mean, they 
I, I hope I actually haven't looked up who did the voices. Hopefully they were African-Americans. Oh, yeah, no, no, they were. They were. Okay. <laughs> so they employed Africa. Oh, if this was played by someone in blackface is Uncle Remus. And then someone in blackface is the mommy. I don't know. I don't remember what her name was. Hattie McDaniel. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually quite a few Oscar winners in yeah. this movie that are black. Hattie McDaniel's one of them. Uh, James Baskett, who plays Uncle Remus, I believe he was given a posthumous Oscar for yeah. uh, just his career. And the song, the song of the South, Zippity Duda, Zippity A, won uh, Best Song at the Academy Awards. This was a very landmark film when it comes to, especially during this time in the 1940s, diversity for showbiz. And when you take a look into the history of that, and you do see movies like this, and movies like this being rewarded at the, the Oscars, it kind of makes you rethink, in my, it, for me anyway, it makes you rethink, well, you know, we have this, this perspective that the 1940s were this very volatile era and everybody was just so racist and miserable and violent. I don't know about that. I don't. I you know. I don't think so. If this is getting made, first of all, this is being given Academy Awards, and the black actors specifically are being awarded during that time. I think. I think you know. It's very simple to fall into that mindset of like everyone in the past was bad. Yeah, or the they majority were... of the people were bad, and that's not necessarily the case. They were both very positive about it, too. Uh, I have a quote here from Hattie McDaniel, where she said, uh, if I had for one moment considered any part of the picture degrading or harmful to my people, I would have never appear in it. And then James Baskett said, I believe that a certain groups are doing my race more harm in seeking to create dissension that can ever possibly come out from the song, come out of the Song of the South. So... If they were okay with it, not just because they were getting paid, but obviously, you know, they read the script before they signed up for it. And they were also already successful actors before they signed up for this movie. Like, no, they were not forced, you know, they weren't uh, held by a gunpoint to, to be hired for this movie. The modern day outreach to it is just, again, internet Twitter brain, right? Where... Mm -hmm. You're, you're putting whatever politics you've convinced yourself that you believe in in 2020 or tw 2000s and applying it to something that has absolutely nothing to do with it and thinking that just by portraying someone as a caricature without realizing that every white character is also kind of you have the neighbors who are just like these redneck shitheads little kids that's kind of a stereotype right uneducated whites and that's fine but as long as uh the minority is not portrayed as like but that's not even i was gonna say not portrayed as an angel that's not even true because the good people in the movie are african-american all of them if at the end they they're all singing outside of their house for the boy to get better after being hilariously gored by that bull that was not interested about being on camera at all. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that scene where, where uh, they they shoot the bull like uh, running, and then where the boy is just laying there, and the bull is just in the background, just kind of like 
Yeah, like, I don't care. Like, this is whatever. Like, uh, uh, they didn't even show uh, any of the attack or whatever. But they all come together and they start singing outside of the house. And Uncle Remus wakes the boy up by telling a story. And I, I, I'm so confused by the outrage that something where they're portrayed as, like, the good people. And maybe that whole, you know, magical Negro thing. Fine. But offensive? Or, like blacklistable i i why wouldn't you uh i went to splash mountain when i was 12 and that shit was awesome i had no idea they have anything to do with it it was just like <laughs> this ride is great and i read that they removed it from the american disneyland because it's offensive and they replaced it with princess and the frog or, or one of those what was, modern hold on, what was the overlap with splash mountain there Splash Mountain was using characters from the animation. So the rabbit, the bear, and the fox were part of the ride. Uh, and the ride had like imagery from the movie. Uh, I, I don't think that Uncle Remus or any of the, the human characters were in it, but the the bunny and the other two characters were part of the ride. Uh, and it was a, just a cool roller coaster ride that ended in like a long, watery uh, fall. Uh, but I, yeah, I learned today that they removed it because it's offensive because of this movie. They opened it in uh, Tokyo's Disneyland because well, they, they don't give a shit. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. this is only banned in America. If you go right. over to Japan, yeah. they're still celebrating it. They put it out on a laser disc and a VHS tape. They don't care about the other countries. They only care about America's opinion. So they know it's probably not as bad as how... You know, when you continually say something, and that's just the the history of it after a while, people will believe that and never investigate. And it's very difficult to track down a copy of this if you're not someone who's even a little bit internet savvy. Yeah. If, if you are, then you can just go online. You can find it in five minutes flat. But, you know, you're not going to find it at your video store. You're not going to find it on Amazon.com or anything, anything like that. So... I think the legacy of this film being, oh, it's just, it's racist, you know, and people repeating that is really what has dominated the opinion of the film more than anything else. Now, if you want to see a racist film, that's also a good film, it's Birth of a Nation. That one, that one has the reputation that, it, well, it has earned the reputation that this one has without question. This one's not, not racist. I'm sorry. It's just not. It's not. You know, not, what do you what do you expect them to be mathematicians yeah. in the South in the 1800s, right after the Civil War? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, very elegant and eloquent and very. But no. this, this is also the Reddit mind of like people are only valuable if they are deeply intelligent, you know, or whatever they consider deeply intelligent. A person's value is only measured by their intellect, which is not the case. You know, they will subjectively. You know, they'll 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 selectively make the argument here and there about, oh, no, that's not the case. But that is ultimately what many of these things wind up um, being chalked to is that. So but I mean, that's not even to say that the characters in this movie seem dumb. It's just that they're very nice. You yeah. Know? That's it. They're very whole. It's very wholesome. It's, it's very, a wholesome film. It's very non-threatening. It's very non like there's not much of a. The, not much happens. It's just a way of, of showing the Uncle Remus's stories, which is, I think, three segments of the animation. And in between, you have a very basic, uh, you know, little boy that 
gets into he doesn't even get into trouble it's it's very a very basic non-offensive story and uh if you're able to just disconnect from uh any portrayal that is not you know uh kissing their feet is offensive then you'll enjoy it because it's it's an enjoyable short it's like what like 90 minutes uh and i really enjoyed the animated segments with the humans too uh it's it's it looks a lot better than things like the what was that brandon fraser looney tunes movie oh, that came God, out like, back in action people yeah. love to make the argument you know that's actually a good movie joe dante's yeah. looney tunes back in action yeah i'm sure was, was the better looney tunes but like it was a competition with fucking space jam yeah wow so, but for for the time also like i don't know i i I was very surprised at, at, at how much I tried to get offended by it and how I couldn't find anything offensive and couldn't understand why anyone would find uh, offense into it unless their brain has rot because of uh, exposure to modern day politics on the internet. And uh, after reading Letterbox reviews, that that's the, those are the the people that are that are uh, still against this movie. It's just people that have very weird sensitivities for very selective stuff because it's not even consistent. You know, it's not like they're they're uh, outraged about uh, consistent things. It's not like it's very picking at things that they will get offended by, and and it's just it's just a very stupid exercise of again uh, applying modern day divisive politics into something that has absolutely nothing to do with with that yeah the only thing that caught my eye here in terms of the racial angle was the tar baby sequence but that was only because and here's the thing i didn't even i thought tar baby was just a racial slur but no there were tar babies like scarecrows and that's this, oh, yeah, that came first i didn't i never knew that so yeah i didn't even link that to racism at all i just thought yeah that's isn't that how they make scarecrows <laughs> Yeah, that, that's no, that you're exactly right. Okay. So there's nothing to that either. Yeah. Um, on, on, a, on a subject completely unrelated to the racial politics of it, I really enjoyed the scene where the, the little girl's dress gets messy because of the boy. And then he tries to like help and he just makes it worse. Yeah. After, <laughs> after it was worked on all day right before. That was great. Right, I thought then... this movie was very funny. Very funny for 19, for a 1946 children's film. It was, yeah. I, I laughed a lot during this. The bullies were funny, calling yes. him a girl because he's wearing like a frilly yeah. thing that his grandma <laughs> did. <laughs> it was very little rascals, like very non-offensive, very just wholesome 1940s thing. I don't... I'm still kind of like, oh, fuck you. If you find this offensive, I'll go fucking... You go be miserable, like who cares like it's 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 such a non offensive movie <sighs> yeah it's it's frustrating i guess because Can you, i just I, what i'm imagining right now is someone probably clicked on this if you've never heard this podcast before and you're just like doing a disney invent maybe you're a big disney head you're a disney adult and you're like uh oh i'm gonna treat myself to something a little a little dodgy today i'm gonna to listen to this song of the south retrospective podcast and every other podcast talking about this movie will probably give you the npr uh yeah so this didn't age well and you know i i'm very glad we're on the same page here that song of the south is pretty harmless yeah i think uh 
Should I we would... have brought Luke on to do this episode? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he has a, a similar opinion on it. Um, I'm sure, oh, no, I have no question. But, uh, you know, there's, a, there's another adaptation of the Br'er Rabbit tale called, and maybe we'll do this someday because we, maybe we were talking a while back about doing a Ralph Bakshi retrospective mm. coonskin. Yeah. Have you ever seen Coonskin? I'm familiar with it, but I, I've never seen it, no. I haven't seen it either. I think it's on YouTube in its entirety. Philip Michael Thomas from Miami Vice is the lead character in that movie. So I, I, I love Ralph Bakshi, but I'm not as well-versed on him as I would like to be. And I think his Fritz the Cat adaptation is wonderful and i actually cool. i like the fritz sequel even though he had nothing to do with it a lot of people don't like that fritz sequel i think it's pretty decent what do you think of cool world you know cool world is a movie i only saw in the mid 90s so i couldn't give you a real opinion on it but i remember finding it very peculiar and not being a fan of it yeah that was on my HBO when I was a kid here all the time uh, before I even knew who Brad Pitt was or, or anything. And I would watch it. I don't remember a, a lot of it other than Brad Pitt wanted to bang the blonde drawing. But <laughs> yeah, it but felt maybe... too close to Roger Rabbit for my yeah. liking. And it didn't have enough of the fun overlap to that. So I, I, I never took to it, but I would be interested in maybe checking it out now and seeing if that opinion has adjusted at all. Yeah, we could we could do that in Coonskin one episode. We could do that. That wouldn't be bad. Have you have you checked out anything else of his? I checked out his Lord of the Rings, and I enjoy that. I enjoyed it more than the Peter Jackson Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh wow! No, I've never. I, I don't think that's not saying much though. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I um, I used to, but I refuse to rewatch it just because of how long they are. Mm -hmm. I, I remember trying to watch the extended version um, when those came out. And uh, some of my friends went to see the three in the theater, just be fucking 14 hours in the theater watching the three. Um, I, I just like I, I feel like those are fine, but I it's it's very difficult for me to commit to watching a three and a half hour movie that I've already seen. So I, I couldn't. You can't do it. You can't do no. it. You gotta be selective with your time, especially when you're doing this show. I was, yeah, I was a fan when they came out. Let's just leave it at that, I guess. I just realized now Ralph Bakshi had something to do with the Ren and Stimpy adult party cartoon. Whoa. That's a shameful Whoa. one. Oh no, <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, he's got a 68. he's got a few on there that he probably just like helped do animation for but ren and stimpy adult cartoon party was 20 2005 or something like that that was pretty late so it couldn't have just been that he had a giant career behind him at that point so i don't know we'll, we'll do a ralph bakshi show at a, oh, at a time in the future i know oh, dakota mouse. wanted to do a r crumb mo uh, movies episode but i think he did that already for anthony's show for cisco's show but that ain't happening. Didn't we cover Crumb already? The documentary? Maybe. Or or we watched it and never did an episode? Because I remember I watched that gross documentary. No, made, we definitely watched it. We planned for it. And maybe we were going to do it. And then after we recorded the episode, we were like, we hardly talked about Crumb. Maybe it's actually right. Hateful Eight Part Two or something. Maybe. Something along those lines. I don't think we did a proper R. Crumb episode. And also, 
if Dakota did a crumb episode with us already and then he did one for Cisco's show, that's kind of weird. Gauche. You know, that's not, <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. Ooh, heavy traffic. Are you familiar with heavy traffic? Heavy traffic. I am familiar with the title of, I haven't watched it though. There's, there's quite a few films of his. I have not seen. I saw, here's what I've seen from Ralph Bakshi. I've seen Fritz the cat many times. I have seen Lord of the Rings. I've seen American pop and I've seen wizards. I think. Yeah, I, I saw Wizards. Wizards looks cool. Visually. Never, never seen it. His What's animation American? style is very different from the norm. It's actually very traditional in that he would shoot something with actors and then animate over that in accordance to it. So hmm. that's it seems like a very straining process to, to do. But I'm, su I'm surprised you haven't seen a Hey Good Looking because it seems to be like a New York movie they're all new i mean i think they're all new york movies oh okay fritz the cat is very new york lord of the rings is very new york no um <laughs> yeah no i don't know i'm uh i guess i i need to catch it we'll we'll do one later on down the road but speaking about animation what about wilfred jackson the director of song of the south how about his career how about all the films he directed huh dumbo alice in wonderland Lady in the Tramp, Peter Pan, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia. That was one I was thinking about going back to recently because that one always spooked me as a child. I never liked Fantasia uh, when I was a kid, both because I was bored and it just seemed spooky. It just wh seemed what dark. was oh that? Just the darkness of it and the the L There was there was like a creepy devil or something, but I remember it just kind of being boring because it was all music and I hated music as a kid. Mm. I just really didn't like music at all. I like silence. <laughs> you just wanted to be left alone. No yeah. sound. Uh, I confuse Fantasia with that uh, that Dumbo scene where he gets high or something. And then it's just like, I don't remember if he gets high, but there's like a very visual scene on Dumbo where something similar to that happens. Or maybe I might be misremembering them because I haven't seen them in like 30 years. But uh but yeah, I, I would be down for checking out Fantasia if if you want. Um, we'll see about that. Did you see any of the Disney live action remakes? Because I watched the Tim Burton no. Dumbo. No. And uh, what? I have a friend that worked on that. You do? Oh yeah. Well, you yeah. know a lot of people. It seems like who work in the Disney visual effects department. Yeah, I want to say friends, I guess, because we don't really talk anymore. But uh, <laughs> but because uh, they listen to this show. Maybe, I don't know, maybe because they also have worked on Marvel stuff and we haven't really been that kind to those movies. No, we really have not. <laughs> you know, we I think there are two episodes in the entirety of the series where Marvel movies are discussed. And it was Avengers, the, the last two Avengers movies, the two-parter. And it was just yeah. me lamenting that I spent money the first time and that I even bothered watching a stolen copy the second time. I said, why did I do? I knew what I was in for. I knew yeah. exactly what I was going to get here. They'll never fool me again. And then we I were, watched the second one. We were the only uh, review on YouTube that it was not 1000% positive with those movies, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Because everyone was just so like, you were not even a, uh, allowed to criticize it. And I was just like, shit, it's fucking boring. Like, they didn't, they didn't do anything. It's really fucking dull. They <laughs> yeah. suck. They suck. And uh, I'm glad that uh, it looks like Marvel and I mean, all the companies really are suffering right now. 
they have no choice but to make some sort of an arrangement with the actors and the writers because they're going to be even worse off without them. You know, it looks would like the they? writers. Yeah, I, th- I think so. They? With the actors, for certain. The, the actors, actors are more yeah. important. Yeah. And they didn't prioritize the actors. They prioritized the writers. Maybe that, that one's an easier one. But Yeah, they could just hire other people to write. But I guess the actors are pushing for the same untalented people that have made all of these movies that have been losing money for what, I would 10 be years? very curious to see what the actual terms of the agreement are because they could be nothing at all like what the writers requested and the writers might be the behind closed doors the, the guild might be like oh fuck you know they're going to turn on us any day now and we can't have that so let's <laughs> act excited about these terms oh we're not going to get anything but you're going to give us like an extra credit you're going to give us an extra thousand dollars annually from whatever you know it could be something along those lines so well because if you think about it like has this year been worse than last year or the year before when it comes to the things that have come out i think it's it's been pretty same you know we've had some decent movies and a lot of garbage just like last year or like the year before so this holdout, I don't think, has uh, worked as well as they thought when it comes to uh, if you don't do what we want, you're going to lose all the quality that we've been putting out because they haven't been. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I guess good. I just hope that um, that uh, other uh, sources come out from this so that people don't have to depend on on that industry for, you know, producing shit and instead with how quote unquote easy it is now to have your own equipment or just like do things independently uh that that uh becomes more of a scene that that it has been instead of having to depend on a big studio to to do anything yeah i don't think that that's any of this going to change <laughs> i think it's going to be the same thing as it has always uh, been much it. yeah no. so anyway uh we're going to cut this episode short sorry guys but we have to record an episode of you want to give the title name? Yeah, that's a new variation of that. <laughs> We're going to be recording a new episode of that, our sister podcast, which you can subscribe to right now. And please rate on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just type in B-Bang. And if you want to throw in a low res or a Hans after that, then that should narrow the field down greatly. Uh, but in the meantime... Go to patreon.com slash subscribe to the $5 tier. We are going to be doing more shows coming up. What do we got lined up next? For movies? Yeah, we got to be strategic. We got three episodes, I think, or four episodes until episode 300. So. Oh, yeah. What was the... the uh, I think for... we were going to finally put a cap on the Cartoon Network movies, but I can't find the Samurai Jack animated film compilation anywhere online. I really don't want to buy the videotape of it. Well, I'm definitely not going to pay for it. So. We're going to have to get you a VCR and a videotape so you can watch it as intended by the creator. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll work my uh, expert pirate fingers to try to find it. You uh, should edit your own version of it. <laughs> just download the... Well, we could also just download the episodes. I'm sure... Yeah, that ain't easier. the same. That's not the same at all. Listen, you watch the Family Guy movie and then you watch the three Family Guy episodes that the movie got split up from. I didn't watch that. ain't the same. You didn't watch the Family Guy movie? That was a big thing. That was a big thing in 2004 or so when Family Guy was. Star Wars? Star Wars? No, no, God, no. Those were unwatchable. 
They didn't even make jokes in those <laughs> movies. It, it was literally just verbatim Seth MacFarlane doing Star Wars with his characters. It was never a more pathetic display. Yeah. Um. Oh. It was the the Stewie episodes where he's an adult and he goes to the future. Okay, I don't know. Uh, I I never was a, a huge fan. It's funny, but when did you bow out on Family Guy? I I was never it, like it was not a show that I would watch uh, regularly. I think there was a lot of reruns, so I would just catch them once in a while. But thankfully, you don't really need to watch regularly. So. Uh, I didn't have the same. Um, uh, I, I like shows like King of the Hill a lot more, I guess, for that time. So mm. uh, why? I, I, I never understood the appeal of King of the Hill, to be honest with you. I, I have tried watching that and it doesn't resonate with me at all. It's there's something about the characters that uh, I, I guess at that period of time, I was very fond of <laughs> somehow. But I thought it was funny. I thought it was very, very compared to things like Beavis and Butthead that are so outrageous and so to one side like unbelievable like this more wholesome look at like the south of the United States even if it's a caricature something about the way that those characters interact was was uh, uh, appealing to me and I, I thought it was funny I liked Bobby and I liked uh, uh, Hank so uh, and also the cast of losers that were his friends uh, maybe I could identify with that a little bit too. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I uh, that was uh, more heavy on rotation at the time than than Family Guy for me. Are you just a big Mike Judge fan? I was, but I I've been afraid of checking out any modern Beavis and Butthead just because I I checked out the first revival uh and uh the one from what was it 2007 or so something like that yeah i think i even got the dvds before i learned that the music segments wasn't in was not, Man, not that, in that, that that thing is fucking me up with northern exposure because for the dvd box set they removed a lot of the pop music for that series because they couldn't license it and i didn't know that and then i watched some old uploads on archive.org of a a couple of episodes and it changes the whole vibe completely of the show mm. when you have 90s music hanging out in the background of a bar scene and it's not there in the series it's the not apprentice... third eye blind anymore <laughs> no no well, that's a little too late that's the late 90s it's more like okay. chris isaacs or something all right yeah no and uh that ruined the apprentice dvd box set for me even though it opens up and he says you're fired every time they got rid of the ojs uh the theme song to The Apprentice and replace it with some generic stock music shit, like the worst song in the history of the world. And it kills the whole, like something like that is so paramount to the character of the series. You can't just scrap that. You can't just avoid doing the iconic music thing. So, you know, uh, Beavis and Butthead, where the whole thing was they're commenting on music videos. Yeah. Like the, the animated you... segment, the animated segments were funny, but you would never watch the was about it for the story you watched because you wanted to see them shit on shitty music videos yeah what or... was the story anyway what they skip school and comment yeah on how like ugly a girl is you know and that's... <laughs> yeah. then they go sit down on the couch yeah they work at a burger place and they're bad at their job and that's the funny you know they keep going to the bathroom and they don't work and then there's a line that forms outside of the restaurant yeah yeah man. so why would you why would you want that i he mean he just wanted to see them get excited about a 
shitty fucking rat video or like or like a, a pantera song and see how they would react to that or or something really like homoerotic and how they would react to that that was the whole appeal of it so when and and this was before you could find information on the internet as easy as now so i as soon as they put them out on dvd i was like okay cool i'm gonna buy this and watch it and then i was like wait a second why is there no music in this what it's just an animated segment back to back and kind of sour Doesn't hit the same way no no, no of course no. not all right well you know the beavis and butthead movie for paramount plus was okay there's at least that i haven't I seen guess. it it's all right I haven't seen that. well that's been movies for this week Thank you guys for listening. And uh, again, please join us over on patreon.com slash for exclusive episodes of the show that are coming up. And we'll see you there. <laughs>